0: All right. Good morning, brothers and sisters. We praise the Lord for another Sunday morning. It is October 23rd, 2022. Um, I think the one thing we can all say in a, in, a, in agreement is, is that none of us um, knew that we were going to get this day each day is never promised to us, so it's always an expression of God's grace and his mercy and his love, and we are extremely thankful to have that from the Lord um, um, because it means we have another chance, especially if we didn't do so hot on the day before or um, we, we God's given us an opportunity to first and foremost get right with him, get on the Lord's side. That's, in fact, there's nothing um, better um, to do um, that we can do. Um, and certainly of the utmost importance. there's nothing as important as making sure the state um, and the, the condition of your soul is right. Amen. Amen. Most times uh, um, we don't, um, we're guilty of not thinking too far past uh, today or the right here and now, but um, I would encourage each and every one of us to spend a little bit more thought and think about tomorrow because tomorrow, when we say it's not promised, um, let me give a little clarity on that. That just simply means that tomorrow on this side is not promised. Okay. There is no promise or guarantee that you and I will have another day here on um, uh, in the land of the living, um, so to speak, here on uh, as we are today, right here and right now. There will be a tomorrow. Now, in tomorrow is promised um, in, in a certain sense, meaning that you will absolutely have a tomorrow. It's just not guaranteed that your tomorrow will be here um, in this state on, on, in this way that we know it right here and right now okay um your tomorrow all right um is going to um uh, consist of um where you reside in eternity okay so you're either going to reside in hell or you're going to reside in heaven you're either going to be in hell um paying for your sins, or you're going to be in heaven because you've accepted that your sins have been paid for through the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're walking according to his word. So you will get a tomorrow, but your tomorrow will be your final tomorrow. It'll be your end state. It'll be where you reside for all of eternity now that tomorrow can be worked out today that's the importance that is why today right here as we are now is such a blessing and it is not one to be missed not one to be made light of not one to just walk past you if you are here today and you can hear These words that I'm speaking or you can just hear period regardless okay if you are here today alive today you ma'am sir need to make sure that the destination of your tomorrow or the destination of your soul is worked out okay and if you don't know how it's supposed to be worked out so that you can inherit um Heaven, then Acts chapter 2, verses 36 all the way through, tells you exactly what you need to do. You have got to turn from your sins. You got to renounce that. You got to turn from all that stuff. You got to repent, okay, from all of your sins and wicked works, okay? You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ, I know some people go around saying, let's do it in the name of the father and son. Don't listen, ignore all of that. Don't settle for any of that. Don't allow any of that. You have the ability to do it the way the Bible has shown us it to be done. Do it just that way. Don't put your reasoning in it. Don't put your logic in it. Don't try to say, oh, well, I think God understands this. Oh, I think it's just the same. No, he didn't ask you to do that. He asked you to follow directions. And if he told you to do it a certain way, just ma'am, sir, commit to doing that. Throw your logic and your reasoning out the window, okay? God, listen, God didn't ask you for your opinion. He didn't ask you to reason it out. He just asked you to be obedient. So if in the word they did it a certain way and you got the ability to do it that way, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ or the Lord Jesus, listen, that's what you do so you when you get baptized you don't want nobody speaking over you in the name of the father and of the son and of the, no nobody did that in the bible no one did that read the book of acts no one ever did it that's the history of the first church no one ever ever did it so don't allow someone to do that over you okay no you want to, if you can follow the word of god follow the word of god I'm here. Please hear what I'm saying. I don't care if you end up if you're in the baptismal tank at a, at a church and they normally do it that way. I don't care if you have to stop and say, hey, hold on, preacher. Hold on, man of God. I know this is what you normally do, but 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 I'm I'm, I'm very particular. I would like you to baptize when you baptize me. Please just do it in the name of Jesus Christ. OK. That's how important this stuff is. Why? Why is that important? Aren't you splitting hairs? No, I'm not splitting hairs. I'm saying be obedient. And I'm saying whenever you, when you have the ability to do what the Lord said plainly, then plainly do it. Don't innovate on it. Don't remix it, rearrange it. Don't do anything. Don't give a new version or a rendition. Don't do it. Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. Your own understanding is the one that says, well, this doesn't really matter. And God is not, that's your own understanding. But he told you, don't lean to that. So don't you do it. Don't do it. Resist it. I know because you, you know, some of that, you, you know, we got a whole lot of, 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 of false teaching and, and, and so-called religious education that, that, that has fueled our fires of disobedience and rebellion. And I want to tell you something, when you start trying to put your stuff into what God said, you're going, you're going to be smarter than the average bear. It, you know, you, you're not going to follow the word plainly. You're going, to do, you're going to do it according to man's overlay. Let me tell you something, you're walking in rebellion. Well, Brother Walker, how, you, how do you know that? Because whenever the Lord tells you something to do, and it can be plainly done just the way he said doing it, without you innovating on it, and you don't do that, guess what? You're walking in rebellion. And the Bible tells us that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And the last time I checked, witchcraft and any other form of sorcery is an abomination. You can't be blessed with that. So just resist it. Just resist it. Do it the way the Bible says do it. Stop stop thinking. Stop thinking. Somebody hearing it right now. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. This part's already thought out for you. God's already thought it out. He don't, don't need no help. Just do it the way he said do it. Don't come up. Listen, leave, leave, leave Bible college at, at Bible college.
1: Leave false teaching
0: at the school of false teachers. Leave it right there do it just the way he said, do it. Amen. 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 Our scripture, uh, we're in our ninth lesson back in our uh, text. Amen. We are, um, we're, we're talking about holding on, holding the line. Amen. Amen. We're talking about holding the line. That is the series. And we are literally, we've been making good progress. God has given us a lot of meat to chew on. um, And we're going even further Uh, today in our uh, text let's start with our reading in the book of Colossians chapter two we're only reading two verses here and we were but we're just pulling it apart because there's so much in here that God has for us so just enjoy Take, make sure you got your notepad and everything and, and whatever, whatever you need in order to, to study and to, 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 to document and make sure that you have this so that you can review it at a later time, because it will come into play. Um, and let me just say this sometimes when we're studying and, um, just when you're hearing the word of God, even when you're at church and you're hearing a, a God led, a God inspired sermon. Okay. Cause not all of them are that way. Um, but when you are in in, in church or you're in a Bible, in Bible class, Sunday school, anything, and the spirit of the Lord, you know, is directing that sometimes, listen, the words and the things, the lesson that you're hearing right then and there is not going to be applicable, not the entirety of it, applicable to you right then and right there where you are in your life. But you want to make note of this stuff and you want to make sure you're reviewing and you're studying it. Why? Because it'll come into play later. Okay. Sometimes what's happening when you get stuff, sometimes it's easy to get to church and hear a word. And then you say, oh, this sermon wasn't for me today. No, wait a minute. I know it wasn't for you today. It was for you tomorrow. It's for, if you know, if should the Lord tarry and bless you with that. You and I don't know what's coming on. It's for you for the, within, for the next hour or so, or within the next um, few hours. Okay. We don't, we don't know what's coming down the pike, what's coming down that, that path. And, and so we don't know when The word of God, the words that we've received are going to become applicable. Okay. So that's why don't throw it out. Don't get on your high horse. Okay. Don't, again, don't get smarter than everybody else. Don't, don't, don't become arrogant or haughty. Don't just decide, oh, well, you know what? This term wasn't for me. This was, this was for somebody else. No. Every word of the Lord is pure according to Proverbs okay and every word of the lord is necessary it might not have immediate application for you right here and right now but that does not mean that you should dismiss it because it will come into play at a later date okay so make sure you're getting that colossians 2 chapter uh, colossians chapter 2 verse 6 says as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the lord so walk ye in him amen rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving amen may God always add a blessing to those that hear and do his word as we said the blessing is in the obedience yes there's a blessing in in hearing the word, yes, but not as great as a blessing, not comparable to the blessing that um, is found for the person or by the person that will not just hear that word, will obey and do that word. Remember, God don't speak for itself. His, his, his word is not just to, to <laughs> just to be a bedtime story or to soothe you, give you some some good, comfortable reading or in No, no, no. Get that out of here. That's not what that is. No, 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 no. Jesus said the words that he speak that He spoke, he said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. They are spirit and they are life. Amen. Listen, the word of God is meant to be spoken. It's meant to be used, not just heard, okay? And in fact, if you really want to split hairs, true hearing in the Bible or according to God or the way he sees it, True hearing is synonymous with obedience. So, so in God's view, um, if you say you heard him, then what you are in essence saying is, is that you are obeying him. That's, that's what it is. When you say to the Lord, I hear you, then what you are in essence saying is I am obeying you, okay? Because to God, hearing is synonymous with obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. God doesn't hear, God doesn't just take hearing, okay? God wants obedience, okay? If you heard the word and then you don't convert um, and or meaning you put it into action after you've heard it, then God says in his opinion, then you haven't heard him, okay? So you can't have this scenario where you are just Listening through your audio receptors, your ears, or or whatnot, or however you read, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're reading through braille; it doesn't matter. If you are just reading or taking in the word, but you're not obeying the word, I hope you hear what I'm saying. If you're not obeying that word, then you're not hearing the word. Okay, so make sure that you are hearing the word. Now we are in that ninth lesson of um, this series that we've called holding the line. And we're really talking about refusing to, to, to let go brothers and sisters. That's really what we're talking about is, is, is refusing to let go because there are a lot of people that are giving in and giving out in these days. These are some trying times. They really are. They are some trying times. Nevertheless, god is with us even in these trying times you are not alone if you are obedient to the lord now let me explain what i've said you are not alone if you are obedient to the lord okay that is extremely extremely important okay that's very very important okay you're not alone as long as you are obedient to that word, but if you take it upon yourself to forsake God, the Bible is very clear. He forsakes those who forsake Him. That's not that that is that's not uh, um, um, that's not a hidden thing. Okay, he, He's 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 with you. As long as you're with him. And so the question is, is, are you with him? And if you are with him, then that means you're being obedient to him. And if you are being obedient to him, you can count on the Lord showing up in every single circumstance. If you are not with him, let me just tell you, you're going to be on your own. God is around. God is there, but he's not going to bless you. That's what, that's what that really means. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of stuff that happens and I need, and just many times I I just need God to, to intervene. I just, I just need him to, I just need him to be there. I, I do speak a word. I need him to, to comfort me. I need him to say something. I, I need the Lord. I need the Lord. You need the Lord. We need the Lord. I can't afford to have my sin drive a wedge between me and God because that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what sin does. One scripture tells us that our sins have separated us from the Lord and we don't, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. We don't want to have, we don't want our sins and things of that nature to be separating us from god man not in these times never really never but man especially now because we are in the we are in end times the lord is wrapping this up it ain't gonna be long before the lord return so make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing brothers and sisters, now in Colossians chapter six, um, verses two; chapter two, verses excuse me, Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now let's dive deeper into um, our scripture set. We did this; um, well, we got we went pretty far with it on uh, last week. We're going even further. And we'll see what the Lord gives us in verse number six. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Okay. All right. Now let's get a little background going on. All right. So we're in the book of Colossians, right? Okay. Um, the The date of this book, um, because it's always good to know where this stuff comes from, where we where we are in in history when these things are taking place the date of colossians okay the book all right when we say the date we're talking about when it was written the date of colossians um as to when it was written depends on really depends on on a few things it depends on where um the apostle Paul was imprisoned when he wrote the letter and, 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 um, and not everybody is a hundred percent sure exactly where he was. You can read about Paul's missionary journey. When we start reading through, um, the, um, the new Testament, and especially in the epistles, we find the apostle Paul in different places and, and, um, and many have been able to track or to chart out Paul's, um, uh, missionary, um, journeys, amen. Okay, Um, within his missionary journeys, Paul several times met with imprisonment. Okay, so that was something that that came along with it. All right, yes, he was on a missionary journey and he was sharing the word, but that but that those journeys were not without their own peril and without their own problems and issues. Okay, so periodically, Paul ran into some hard times. Amen. Amen. Let me segue here for just a moment. You have a lot of people um, who want to be evangelists and evangelist is a gift. Okay. That the Bible that God um, declares that God has given to um, the church. It is one of the ministries that God has, um, has instituted in the church. Amen. Okay. And there are many people that want to be Uh, evangelists. There are many traveling evangelists and so on and so forth. And this is a wonderful thing, but I want you to understand some things about evangelism. Okay. And, um, and in fact, really, um, you know, this is um, any, any true evangelist, okay, who has really been um, given or assigned that, that role and is operating with that Um, they're going to tell you that in order to operate in that ministry, there are going to be some hardships, okay? What are you talking about, Brother Walker? Well, it's not the individual hardships themselves that I want to talk to you about for just a moment, but what I want to tell, what I do want to talk about is, is you being realistic okay and and getting rid of the rose colored glasses and the glitz and glam sometimes some people all they see when it comes to the evangelist is as they see the evangelist speaking at a big conference or at a big church at a big this and that and so on and so forth and then unfortunately some of them get caught up in the other other aspects of it um or whatnot, which they really should not be getting caught up into, and so they 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 start to think that it's glitz and glam, and 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 churches giving big offerings and and everything to contribute to that ministry, and and it's just all good, but it's not like that. It, it's it's not it's not like that because for the true evangelist who's going around and sharing that word and doing it the way the bible says do it doing it the way god assigned for it to do it yeah there are they're speaking in there in many different locations and it is not all big mainstream and this that and the other no in fact you know what i'm saying that's probably the minority of it and the majority is speaking wherever god sends them that means that's they're speaking and ministering to the little churches and the and everything else and not the not the so-called bigger um churches or whatnot where where there are a lot of people many times they're going and they're sharing that word when you call to when you call to evangelize and you operate in that gift or whatever else it is and stuff you can't as with all ministries and to be to really do it you can't go after no money it's not about that no, no, no. It is a calling. If God bless, listen, if God bless you financially in some kind of way, amen. Okay. If he move on the hearts for the people to bless you. But if you look at Paul and you look at these apostles or whatnot, folks, the folks weren't always giving them no money. They weren't always getting anything whatsoever, but they had a calling and they kept giving that word to whosoever will, no matter who they were. That's what a true evangelist does. He doesn't evangelize because of money or because of anything else. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you got somebody who's doing that, you got the wrong person. You got the wrong person. You need to let them go and go get somebody else. Because the true man of God that's going to minister and that's going to evangelize, he's not going to do all that. Let me explain it to you. These apostles and whatnot, they had jobs. They had jobs. They wasn't just going around living off of the church. They weren't doing all that. And anybody who has the idea that they want to operate in ministry and your idea of operating in ministry is to live off of that ministry and, 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 and you're not going to get a job, you are in
1: error. You don't set your obedience Conditional upon. Financial offering.
0: If God called, listen, if God called you to do a thing or whatnot, that is your responsibility. That's not everybody else's responsibility. It's not the responsibility of those that hear you, uh, that are going to be listening to you. God got to move on their heart for them to bless you. You can't demand that they give you anything. If you're going to serve God and you're going to do this or whatever,
1: listen, there, you might not be able to make ends meet day to day just off of the offerings
0: or whatever else it is that people give you. So if you're going to operate and God calls you to that, you can't build your ministry off of that. It is not your listen. Not every ministry, every place that you go to, is able to give you a financial offering or gift or whatever else it is. They're not able to do that. You don't make yourself a burden to the household of God when you know they can't. They can't. They can't provide or do that. You just be grateful for whatever it is that they can give you or do, if at all, and you keep on going with your eyes on the Lord. You gotta remove the glitz and glam, the stuff that you see, the the sp- that from somebody coming and speaking at a big convention or this. That that's not what it is. Most time, no. If they doing it right, more times than not, they're not speaking at big venues. And if they are doing it right,
1: they're not doing it for money.
0: What does that mean? That means that they got a job or something. They're supporting themselves. So that they can live on the day-to-day and making sure that they can get to wherever it is that God sends them without the thought, the predetermined thought of being a burden on the
1: people. It is always a blessing when the household of God is a blessing to the different ministries of God. But brothers and sisters, you have who are in those ministries
0: that sometimes benefit from those blessings. You cannot conduct your ministry with the hopes of that blessing. You cannot. This is why. Listen, 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 listen. Do you realize that there are people who God has who has blessed with the gift of singing? And now they and, and they now, and they sing, so-called for the Lord, but they only do it. Now for a paycheck. Now they now they're called, somewhere along the line, they got started, they began to be called <laughs> those who are supposed to be blessing God in the house of God with the gift of song and ministry. Now we call them artists and re- recording artists and, and, and performers and, 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 and there, and now when ministry has become shows and all of these different things, Devon got mixed, got all in that. And now you got folks who have gifts. They won't preach unless somebody pay them. They won't sing unless somebody pay them. They got to be, they're not doing none of that.
1: These are people who have abandoned God.
0: I'm sorry, that's just what it is. They have abandoned God and are in the process of abandoning. Don't don't fall into that, okay? Don't fall into that, all right? If You have that, the gifting of evangelism, going back to that, okay? Amen, going back to that, all right? If you have that gift of evangelism, you're supposed to use that gift whether somebody's able to bless you financially or not. You speak to wherever God sends you. You speak wherever God sends you. That's what you do. And if and let me tell you something. And if you are finding that you are, you are suffering or having some trouble in the area of finances and things like that with the day-to-day, I'm gonna give you some, I'm, I'm gonna give you a real easy tip. Get a job, get a job. You are not exempt from that. And you must not minister with the intention Okay, of burdening the people, whoever they are, that you already know. Cannot afford to have you on no payroll or doing anything like that and can only give as
1: don't you do that. Do you hear what I'm telling you? The Bible said Jesus was a carpenter. The apostles had jobs. So if the Lord would even submit to that. What audacity do we have?
0: To make ourselves a burden to the household of God. Or to come up with any other reason to operate in the ministry that God has given us other than being obedient to our Lord. Jesus gave us the greatest example and the, and listen, and the servant is not greater
1: than the master. And if the Lord demonstrated it,
0: what's wrong with you and me? I'm just being, I'm putting it right there. I'm putting it right there. See, we're not We're not shying away from nothing. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are in a ministry and you're doing this and you are and your, and your ministry is, can you listen? Everything in your life is, fa- you know, financially, it's falling apart. You ain't got enough money for this, that, and other, and all this other kind of stuff, and you won't go get, listen, you're making your own way hard. Because God can bless you
1: to be able to minister and to be able to have a job to, pr- to, to support yourself. They are not mutually exclusive from one another. You need to be doing them both. You need to be doing them both.
0: <laughs> let me let me let me <laughs> let me let me break it down for somebody, because people get this stuff twisted. All then you get the knuckleheads who want to say, "Well, well, what about the apostles? They 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 brought in deacons because they said, you know, it's not meat that we should wait tables." So they brought in deacons to handle the business so that they can give themselves to the word of God. All right, i give you that. Now you go show me where it said that they quit their
1: profession. You ain't going to see that. You're not going to see one place where it said, Peter, stop fishing. Matthew wasn't doing taxes no more. Come on. You don't see where, where it said Paul no longer made tenth. You don't see none of that. Stop coming up with stuff. Just follow the word. Just follow the
0: word. Sometimes in order to minister, to get some places, it does take some finances. God can put it on the hearts of people to bless you and the way be made for you, and he all, and He does that. But there are often times where you know what? You're, you're, you listen, your own money, your own time, and your own resources are going to be part of what God uses to get you where you need to be in order to say what he wants you to say. And brothers and sisters, listen, you need to stop shackling and burdening the people of God and the household of God for them to pay for all of that and get yourself a job
1: and start following what the word, if, do you hear what I'm telling you? You don't read no, you don't read no scripture. Talking about Jesus no longer was a carpenter. Where where is that at? You don't see where nobody who had a job quit that job.
0: So, what audacity do we have to build our ministry on what the household of God can find?
1: Man, many times people are poor.
0: There are more household, there are listen, there are more local fellowships where the congregation consists of brothers and sisters that are poor. And already without. Why are you shackling and burdening them? When you can take some of the pressure off and contribute by having a job yourself. I know this is practical stuff. I don't know nobody want to hear this. And <laughs> probably won't be too many that, that listen to this. But glory to God, somebody needs to, I want to tell you, if you just follow the recipe, you're worried about the ministry um, falling apart. If you take, no, it won't. It's not. When you follow things, it might take a different form. But trust me, God's in the middle because when you choose to do things according to the Bible and according to God's way, he responds to that. And he don't respond negatively. He responds favorably. Trust God. I can't tell you exactly how it'll work out. I'm just going to tell you that it's going to be okay. You're You're already in a tight spot because you don't have enough money anyway. Stop trying to, to, to listen, just do what the word says. Do what the word says. If the apostles could work, if our Lord and Savior had a job. What you doing without one? You hear what I'm telling you? Hear what I'm saying? Hear what I'm saying? Hear what I'm saying? Now, the date of Colossians really depends on um, where Paul was in prison. And when he when when he when he wrote the letter, the spirit of the Lord moved on him to write the, the, um, the letter of Colossians. Now, um, um, traditional scholarship or um, teaching um, really identifies three possibilities. So they kind of categorize it as um, they kind of give it three possibilities um, as to um, um, the date um, when it was. OK. And. Um, and those possibilities are centered around three locations, Ephesus, uh, Caesarea, and Rome. Okay. And the idea and the thinking is or the thought about this is, is that if he wrote from Ephesus, okay, it would have been in the early to mid-8050s. Okay. If he wrote, was in Caesarea, if he was in prison in Caesarea, okay, then it, that would shift the dates. OK, the date, um, it would shift it a little bit later to around uh, 56. OK, A.D. OK, and 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 finally, if if the letter came from Rome, if it was when he was in prison in 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 Rome, OK, and that would be his last and final imprisonment before, um, you know, he would be martyred. All right, then. If it occurred in Rome, if that was when the Book of Colossians was written, okay, then um, then it then it would have been certain. It would have been prior um, 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 to the period where um, it would have been prior to when the earthquakes, because there's a recorded earthquake that um, destroyed Colossae, okay, Amen, and so. He, it, would have been, it would have been written before the destruction of Colossae, and that would have put the timing around 60 to 62 AD. So um, all in all, the, the book, if you just have to know when it was what was written, although we cannot give you specifics, then then I personally say it's always it's probably best to say that it was written between um, 50 and um, 62 ad just give it the range don't try to give it a specific one just give it the range now the letter itself all right to the colossians okay the letter is often is attributed to the apostle paul okay and it addressed um and it's a and it was addressed to the christian believers at the city um or in the city of Colossae. okay So there were Christians that were in the city of Colossae. This was located in Asia Minor, and it was about 120 miles uh, east of the major port city. Um, The major port city, a major port city at that time, or the major port city at that time would have been the city of Ephesus. Okay. Amen. Now, today, um, if we just try to, if we bring this up to date, make this relevant to kind of give you um a better understanding than today um this area this area of kolossi right um where this area of kolossi today this area uh is part of modern day southwestern turkey so that's where it resides today okay but back then it was called it was a city called kolossi but back but 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 um today again um it's that area is part of the modern day Southwestern Turkey. Okay. Now Colossians is one of four um, so-called prison letter books. Okay. So there are um, of the epistles, some of them are categorized um, under different headings. Okay. Um, For example, um, there are some that, um, epistles that seem to deal more with pastoralship. Okay. These would be the epistles of Timothy, etc. Okay. And, and so oftentimes they will take this, that collection of epistles that all seem to fall under a super heading. All right. Or they all seem to, um, while they address individual things but they all seem to collectively a majority overall address this one thing the ones that addressed um issues of the um the pastor or 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 pastoralship, they take those letters and traditionally when you know and as man likes to do we like to kind of categorize things nothing wrong with that but it kind of you know helps with the um with with understanding because when we when we do that as long as we don't go too far um, with that, we, we take those letters that deal with pastorship and we call those pastoral letters, okay? Or pastoral epistles, okay? Now, Colossians is considered not a pastoral um, epistle, but it's considered a prison epistle, okay? Or a um, prison letter. And it's one of four that is considered um, to be prison epistles, Okay amen amen and the, the reason for that is be, is because these were epistles that um are um um that were written um by the author who was in confinement okay so he was in prison all right so along with colossians you have ephesians you have philippians and then you have philemon OK, you have these uh, four together and all four of these um, were considered prison epistles. Colossians is associated closely, uh, closely with Ephesians, um, especially due to a lot of the overlapping content and structure. So you'll find some of the same themes um, in the book of Ephesians as you do in the book of Colossians, if you take a look at it, and, 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 um, and Philemon, because, um, um, and even with Philemon as well, um, because there are certain things, there are scriptures that kind of um, tie them, uh, that tie them together. So Ephesians and Philemon, um, those two of the prison um, epistles or so-called prison epistles seem to cover a lot of the same um content and you know, the same topics god's dealing with a lot of the same things so those of although there's four of them three of them are more closely knit together or related um than than the others now in our text so that's a little bit of background a little bit of history um it's good to know that um especially um understanding that the platform or the background from which amen the um, the epistle was written, all right? The backdrop was that of prison confinement, okay? Because that th- 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 to think about
1: that, the apostle Paul here is in
0: prison and the spirit of the Lord has moved and he has begun to write. Watch where we go here for just a moment. Paul is in prison. This is a lesson in everything, even a lesson in understanding how you got a book or where the book comes from or the historical context or background surrounding the book. It's a guy got lessons in everything. Paul was in prison when he wrote this this letter as he was with other letters, but let's just deal with Colossians because that's where we are. He's in prison and spirit of Lord has moved because the Bible tells us that holy men wrote as they were moved by the spirit of God. Paul was a holy man and he wrote this, which is the word of God. Then the spirit of God was moving. And the spirit of God moved on Paul in the midst of a terrible surrounding or situation. Paul was in prison. The spirit moved while he was in prison. And Paul began to write down what the spirit had given him. These writings would be passed down through the generations of the church to the church, and they would form the basis and help us understand biblical doctrine and, 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 and God's preference on things. Amen, Amen. And he was writing these things. Paul, I guarantee you, had no idea probably to the extent of where the writings would would go he had no he probably didn't have any idea as to how far they would get if the letters would be destroyed he didn't know what was going on these were these were dire times and the christians were enduring great persecution during this time so paul is in prison and he's writing these spiritual things that honestly he don't know at this, he doesn't know to the extent that, that the government at the time would go, you know, to, uh, to even try to eradicate, um, not just the, the people of, of God, but the things that we held dear, the things of, of, of God. Amen. 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 So, so yet he's obedient and he continues the work of God brothers and sisters, oftentimes to, do the work of God, it means that we must persevere through hardship. Jesus let us know very plainly that we was going to have hardship. He did not hide that. He did not conceal that. Jesus made it plain that in order for us to follow him, that there was going to be some suffering and there's going to be some hardship. Okay. And every person who comes to the Lord has to make peace with that. You do not come to the Lord without first call counting up that cost. The Lord made that very very plain when he gave literally a parable about counting up the cost. These instructions that you need to figure out, you need to make sure before you commit to something and that you get into something that you know that you're that that what you're committing to you, want, you you truly are committed to it because in order to follow the Lord, you're going to deal with some dark days. You're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes those downs are going to, going to seem like they are all encompassing and that they are threatening to swallow you whole. You're going to have some days like that. You are going to have some days where it feels like even though the good outweighs the bad, you still going to have some days where it feel like the bad outweighs the good. You're going to deal with that. You are going to deal with days where things fall apart. You are going to deal with days of leanness where it seems like you don't have enough provisions and it seems this way and it seems that way. And if you're going to follow the Lord, you need to count up that cost. See, let me make it plain, before you decide that you want to be baptized and that you're going to be a a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to understand that the servant is not greater than the master. Jesus submitted to sufferings. Do you hear what I'm saying? He submitted to it. And then he told
1: us, we who will follow follow him, that we would have to deal with it.
0: So why are you and I often running at the first sign of trouble? Soon as it get hard, soon as it start getting tough and all of these. different. See, listen, it's easy <clears throat> to be a child of God.
1: In the midst of other children of God. Or just by yourself when everything is going well. But what about being a believer? when loved ones are passing away, when friends are turning up their back on you, when jobs are being lost, when your name is being torn apart and vandalized, when wickedness touches your household and you ain't had nothing to do with it, when friendships and relationships you thought were going to endure the test of time when they fizzle out and burn up. What about the person that you came, that
0: came to the Lord at the same time that you did and you thought you was going to always be bosom buddies, but somewhere along the line, they lost their faith and walked away from God. And now they left you by your lonesome and you've got a commitment. What was your commitment
1: based on when you came to him the first time? Now you're wondering, do I follow my friend or do I follow my Lord? Where does your heart lie? Paul was writing from within prison, continuing the work of God from one of the seemingly on the outside worst places to do it.
0: Man, talk about not ideal not ideal. Yeah, I'm sure Paul would have would have would have would have enjoyed being able to write the the words the words that God was giving him with a nice piping hot cup of coffee in a in in in, in, a, in a in a nice room and with nice ambiance and overlooking this and and I'm I'm sure he would have enjoyed that. But the Lord told us that we was going to have this thing with suffering with persecution. And sometimes to do this and to minister, to walk, to be obedient, you're going to
1: do that from
0: the platform of suffering and disappointment and heartache and pain. See, loved ones, it seemed like nowadays have just been passing away left and right. But brothers and sisters, I still got a promise to the Lord Jesus Christ. I got a
1: commitment, and though there's
0: much in me that want want to just that would want to just curl up in a ball and retreat and 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 just say, you know what, woe is me, I'm so sad, I, I can't function or whatever else it is. There's a little issue, a little matter that I made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, and seeing and either your commitment to the Lord is legit or it's not. And I hope somebody had told you, but if not, I'm telling you now. You're not going to be able to do this without persecution, without hardship, without disappointment. So you need to decide if you're committed enough to stick with the Lord in spite of all that stuff. Because I want to tell you something. If you do, he will absolutely
1: stick with you. Amen. Amen. See, listen. I don't want the hardship. I don't want all the pain. I don't. I don't want an ounce of it. But seeing as I can't do anything about that, and there will be some of all of those things, I am comforted by the fact
0: that God is with me. Because if I have to go through a bad time, I'm going to tell you this, man, I'd rather go through it with somebody who can do something about it than go through it by myself or with nobody at all. I'm, that's, just, that, that, that's just me. That's not, that's not super spiritual thing. And that's just, just me being real. If I'm going to have to go through some stuff, I don't want to go through it by myself. I don't. But I also don't want to go through it with people who are just wasting time and can't help me out. You know, can't help me get through. I don't want none of that either. So I want somebody there, but I want somebody that can help me. The only person who fits that qualification is God. And I'm thankful to have him. And and you know what? I don't want to suffer, but I trust him. He's brought me through everything else. And I'm going to tell you, he'll bring you through too. I don't know what the other side of your suffering looks like. I just know that there's another side. And I know that as long as you got Jesus Christ, he's going to take you there. So I want to encourage you not to give up and not to give in. You keep going. Amen. Colossians um, chapter two, verse six says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord. So walky in him. Now the word as in our context in our text because we've been dealing with this, so we're picking this stuff back up here. Okay, the word as a s okay in our text refers to the how or the way something was done. Okay, remember as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Okay, the word as in our text is really referring to the how. Okay or the way something was done, not just the fact that something has not, not just the fact that something has happened. Many times when people look at the scripture, a lot of times the interpretation of the scripture or the view of the scripture is just through the lens of the scripture saying that this, that, that something took place in the past, but it's actually more than that. Okay. The word as in our text actually refer, doesn't just refer to the fact that yes, something happened in the past, but it refers to how, or the way something was done. See the how and the way in this, in, when we keep this in mind, become, um, because, um, when we keep this in mind, then the how and the way really become a pattern to be followed or repeated. When we understand that it actually is, it's actually representing the, uh, it's actually highlighting the how or the way something was done. When we understand that that's what it's actually doing, then when we realize then it's what it's actually doing is it's highlighting a pattern that is to be followed or repeated, okay? In the essence, in it, in in it, in it, in, in essence, brothers and sisters, it in essence is a call, okay, to operate and conduct oneself in the same manner and way as something else. That's what it is. When he says, as ye have therefore received Jesus, Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. That word as there is meant to establish a pattern that we are to follow. It is there to tell us, okay, that we are to conduct or operate ourselves in the same manner as something else, okay? Amen. Amen. As you have therefore received Christ jesus the lord so it's highlighting the way okay or how we received the lord and it's saying that very same way is the way in which you are to carry out divine instruction what is the divine instruction to walk in him that's a command okay that's divine instruction amen now in our our text in our text the focus is on walking in the Lord okay that's what our focus is on all right the word as again going back to it in the beginning is really only you is really used or primarily used I should say to provide guidance or structure for the instructed task. Okay. That's that word as is meant to give you the guideline. It's 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 yes, something was done, but it's meant to let you know you need to repeat it, what was done, but you can't just repeat it any kind of way. Okay. 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 That word as at the beginning is really just used, I'm gonna say it again. To provide guidance or the framework that structure, brothers and sisters, for the instructed task. So in essence, we are to walk in the Lord. That's what the scripture is telling us to do. We are to walk in the Lord, but we are not to walk in the Lord free form. OK, it's not a free for all. You don't walk in the Lord uh, any way you want to. OK, you're instructed to walk in the Lord. But it is highlighting a proper way or a specified designated way, amen, in which you are to do it. We're to walk in the Lord,
1: but not free form. We are to walk in the Lord
0: according, amen, to or in a specific way. That is very important. That is very important. As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ, the Lord. See, when you don't understand this, when we don't understand this, then it becomes easy to read this particular text, that little simple verse, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. So literally, there are many people who take that and this is what they do. They look at it from the standpoint of saying, oh, um, you know what? I've already received salvation from the Lord. I've already um, received the Lord. And, and just like already, you know what I'm saying? And since I've already received the Lord, I need to continue to walk in him. So they look at it from the standpoint of the scripture, really just simply saying to them that now that I have received the Lord, I need to continue walking in the Lord. Okay. So my walking in the Lord in that scenario, is simply based on the fact or my continuance in walking in the Lord under that scenario is just simply based or predicated on the fact that I have already received the Lord. So if I'm a recipient of the Lord, then my responsibility is to continue to walk in the Lord. That is true, but the scripture is actually going deeper than that. It's not telling you to just walk in the Lord on the strength of the fact That you receive the Lord. No, but it is also showing you, it is also, God is also telling us that we are to walk in the Lord, not just because we've received the Lord, but the walking in the Lord needs to be in accordance with the way or the how we actually receive the Lord. So it's providing more scripture or more context, or more structure, rather, or instruction than what you actually, than what many people traditionally think. And and I'm telling you, when you, if you search this out, and you research this and look at it, you will see that a lot of people, even different, even different um, Bible translations, the way that they translate it, it's translated many times from the perspective of the scripture saying that, oh, now that I'm a recipient of the Lord Jesus Christ, now i'm responsible for following the word so i follow the word excuse me i walk in the lord because i've received the lord okay it's a it, you know it, you know that's usually the way that it looks but there's so much more it's not telling you god is not wasn't just telling you to walk in him because you received him he's actually giving you some context for how he wants you to walk in him he's actually showing you and i the proper way Walking in the Lord is important. Look at Galatians. I want you to look at chapter 5, and I want you to look at verses 16 through 18, okay? Amen. Because walking in the Lord, our scripture in Colossians 2 and 6 says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him the way you do it. What this scripture is telling you is that the way you do it matters. What it's telling you is that God got a preferred way. God has a designated way. God doesn't want you walking in the Lord free form. And I'm gonna tell you something before I get into Galatians 5 and 16. This stuff is important, brothers and sisters. Oh my goodness, this stuff is important. It's important that you understand it this way, that you understand that this thing is not just talking about you walking in the Lord because you have been saved. baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost is not telling you to walk in the Lord just on the strength of that. No, this scripture is highlighting the method in which you received all that and telling you that that method is the preferred way in which God wants you and I to continue our walking in him. It's more than that.
1: It's more than that. We have a lot of so-called brothers and sisters. Let me tell you right now, these folks are in trouble because they have been so deceived by the subtle messages of this world,
0: by the lies of the devil, that you have literally church after church after church local fellowship after local fellowship after local fellowship
1: that are overlaying service to God with man-made tradition and rigor. I I gave you a scripture last week in Isaiah chapter 29 I, 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 gave, I, gave you, I
0: gave you a scripture on last week. The Bible said, starting at verse ten, for the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath He covered. So these are all the leaders, as the leadership.
1: And He's telling you what God has done to some of them. And He says, and the visions of all. Is become unto you as the word of a book that is sealed.
0: Which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he said, I am not learned. And in verse 13, remember this one? Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me. So, I mean, you saying all the good stuff. You talking a good game. You talking good, good, righteous, holy, you talking it up. Look at what he said. But have removed their heart far from me. And here's that part. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. See, it's a whole lot of people serving God the way they want to, and that is what Colossians chapter 2 verse number 6 is aimed at correcting. It is aimed at correcting those of us that think
1: or have been deceived into
0: believing that God will accept any and everything that we do as long as we do it in his name. So you need to understand something. When the Bible talks about that all that we do to do it as unto the Lord. So we do it for the Lord and we do it for do it for his glory. You need to understand that's not a blanket thing. That means that that, that when it's talking about everything It's not talking about everything, everything, as in anything goes. There are some things, brothers and sisters, that you and I can do in the name of the Lord, and the Lord is never going to accept. Why? Because he don't want it in the first place. Listen, you cannot do things that God does not want or have pleasure in doing them in his name and thinking that God is all of a sudden going to accept that. It does not work that way. You can't do, I can't do what God does not want, and but do it in his name, and all of a sudden it's going to be acceptable. There's some stuff you can do in his name that he's not going to accept. He's going to reject it all day long.
1: Kal- uh, Galatians
0: five sixteen says this, drives it home even further. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. See, in, when the Bible says, as ye have there back in Colossians, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. See, in order to receive him, You had to be obedient to the spirit. That's walking in the spirit. You had to obey the word. You had to do it according to God's preference. You couldn't come the way you want because if you came the way you want, you're still in your sins. I'm telling you right now. If you came to the Lord and you came the way you wanted to and not the way he told you to, you innovated and remixed it and did your own stuff and said, God, understand, you're still in your sin.
1: Ma'am, sir, you still a sinner. You still hellbound. You can't be saved according to, to 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 Bible school, Sunday school, off-road theology. No. You got to be saved according to that scripture. You got to do what that Bible says do. Now you come any other kind of way, Jesus said you a thief and you a robber. I know some don't like that, but that's what it is. Malachi said, "Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me. Do man have the mindset and the audacity to try to rob God? Yes, he does.
0: I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But but, but robbing God, you ain't going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get into heaven with a salvation that's according to your own self-righteousness. It ain't going to happen. You better go back to the drawing board. Go back to the scripture. Acts chapter 2, verse, listen. Start at 36. Read it all. You better figure that out.
1: Get that one done. Why? Because
0: you got the ability to do it. So do what he said do. Amen. Amen. Galatians 5.16 said this, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It is imperative. Look how God started connecting all of this stuff for us. Colossians said, as ye therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Why? Because when you Couple this scripture with Galatians 5 and verse 16, you learn that walking in the spirit, okay, or walking in Jesus Christ, you understand that because Jesus Christ, you understand, is God and the Bible teaches that God is a spirit. So when you get to Galatians, you're talking about the same thing that is referenced in Colossians 2 and 6. When he's talking about walking in Jesus Christ, Lord, you're talking about walking in the spirit because listen, Jesus is God and God is a spirit. He's not a man. He's a spirit. Amen. 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 Now, Galatians tells you that if you do this, he's adding something here now. If you walk in Jesus Christ or you walk in the spirit, which means you obey the spirit, that's what he means when he says, as you therefore receive Christ, how did you receive him? You received him by being obedient. So when you get to Galatians sixteen, and he's telling you walk in the spirit, and he says you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then what he's telling you is is that as you, the reason why you need to walk in the spirit or obey the spirit or obey the word of God is because it will keep your flesh at bay. That's what he's trying to tell you. You keep the flesh. From interjecting into your service to God. See, God wants your walk and your service a specific way, and he don't want it tainted by the flesh. So he tells you, walk in the spirit. Why? Because walking in the spirit provides natural immunity,
1: if you will. From the encroachment
0: of the flesh. In other words, it gives you the strength to overcome the temptations of the flesh that will creep into your service. And when your flesh creeps into your service, then you begin to serve God according to what the prophet Isaiah was saying in chapter 29, verse 13. Wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their heart, excuse me, their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear, which is reverence, respect, you hear what I'm telling you, toward me is taught by the precepts of man. That means man's ideology. Man's teaching, man's wisdom, what man come up with. God is trying to tell you in Colossians 6, chapter 2, verse 6, that he does not want to be served according to the flesh. And so he tells you, he doubles down in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, and he tells you the benefit of walking in the spirit or the why you got to do it the way he wants you to do it, the way he specified it in Colossians 2 and 6. Why? Because it will keep you from fulfilling the desires or the lust of the flesh. Amen. Amen. And amen. I'm telling you, this is just some good, good good stuff i hope this has been a blessing to you we are going to go ahead and end the recording here for today we will pick this back up i'm telling you we just deep diving into colossians chapter two and look at all this stuff that we just got out of verse number six and that didn't come from me that's god gave that god put this stuff in here and it's there all day long and we want it all brothers and sisters until next uh sunday or the next time that we are 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 together Um, We just, we look forward to it, but take this word and use it and be blessed. And please, 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 please share it with somebody else, whether you think they need it or not, just go on ahead and share it. God bless you. And until next time, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording here.